Yeah. I liked yesterday's worship a lot better. I bought a bunch of new CDs. And of mixing it up. They're all on our radio station. All the music from the past 10 years of broadcasting Joel's Bar Drunken Glory broadcasts are on Red Letter Ministries radio. Free broadcasting internet. You can broadcast it on every cell phone, every computer, every tablet. We broadcast it in our car. I broadcast it because it has 10 different audio Bibles on it. So you're just constantly feasting on the bread of heaven. It's got like I don't know, 40 million songs or something. The most anointed music I've ever discovered in full-time ministry the last 12 years, and it's all the glory stream music, and there's a little bit of uh, evangelical music on there too, and some uh, prophetic secular music to break your religious boxes. That's good too. Sometimes God puts his anointing on secular. He's been doing it for a long time. I'll go back to listen to some oldies, you know. Love potion number nine. The nine fruits of the spirit. Come on, somebody. Pour that potion on someone's brain and watch them, watch them laugh uncontrollably for the next two hours. Holy Spirit. The more and more wine and oil you get from the king, you'll find that the easier life gets. My yoke is easy. How can that be? Everyone down here is having a hard time, and you know they got to get, you know, four years of cemetery. I mean, seminary to learn how to win souls. Just throwing all these classes and doing all these schools. If it's easy, why is it so hard? Because it's easy when we yield to the Father. <laughs> it's literally frustrating and impossible without yielding to God the Father on the inside. Where does God the Father live? In our hearts. <laughs> Christ in you, the hopes of all glorious things. <laughs> yep, the Father has taken up residency in you. The moment you're born again, you have all of the Father in you. The issue is, do we trust the Father more than the lies of the natural dimension. Because when you're born again, all hell will break loose around you. And I've seen it a hundred thousand times. You ask Jesus into your heart, bam! There comes the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form for every single person who asks who Jesus in their heart. I'm so friggin' drunk right now. <laughs> Shabba. <laughs> The fullness of the Godhead comes in bodily form. You didn't get a baby Holy Spirit. You didn't get a junior Holy Spirit. You got the Almighty. <laughs> when Jesus was going around Israel, he was very confident. That confidence intimidated the religious people. The religious people were confident in the law of Moses, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But Jesus was confident in his Father, you know? The people that used the Bible were the ones that murdered him. I'm not saying don't use the Bible. I'm saying use the Father. And when the Father is in control of your heart and mind, you'll never use the Bible to kill people like the Pharisees did in Jesus' day and like the Pharisees do in our day and every generation since Adam. 
It's called Cain, using religion to control other people and actually murder them. The seed of Cain is in so many people. They're the ones that accuse their neighbor, murder their neighbor. Am I my brother's keeper? Instead of forgiving them, I condemn them. I mean, is that not what we constantly deal with in Christianity? Judgmentalism? Accuser of the brethren syndrome? Measuring ourselves to others in competition, which is called envy and strife of the carnal Christians? When you're in the wine and oil of the cup of the new covenant, none of those sins exist. Those are all the sins of being outside of the cup of salvation. I know your spirit saved, but now it's time to get your mind saved and your flesh saved. Amen. Jesus went around healing the sick because he had so much oil of the Father's garden where the oil is grown called the olive tree. And it comes out of Eden. The Father's heart is Eden. The Father's garden, the garden of God is Eden. And that's where it grows. And when you're walking with the Father, you have all Eden available to you out of your heart garden. Jesus said, A sower sows seed into the heart, and the soil is the heart. Well, our Father has a perfect heart. It's the garden of Eden. And guess what? When we ask Jesus into our heart, He didn't leave the Spirit, and He didn't leave the Father out of the situation. It's a covenant. God is Trinity. You got the full package. You got the Trinity in your heart. <laughs> yeah. Like our brother Jim Samuelson says, there's four of you in you, and no more. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in you, inside that body, sharing that body, that temple. <laughs> but no other, you know? <laughs> Get those other spirits out. And where does God live? In the heart. <laughs> God sees the heart. Why? Because He wants to live there. <laughs> You think he sees the heart so he can beat you up for thinking lust thoughts and thinking prideful thoughts and better than you self-righteous thoughts? No! He sacrificed his son for your sins. He just wants to live inside your heart so you can have heaven on earth. The Father is jealous for you, an all-consuming fire of love. The fire of love is the Father's heart, Eden, consuming your entire heart, the blood of your heart, the chambers of your heart, and it pumps out love into every cell of your flesh. I mean, it's a physical thing since he physically died. I will pour out my spirit just on your spirits. You know, we're just in the ether, you know, we're a bunch of stupid, deceived mystics pretending to be spiritual. No, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Flesh, the Bible says crucified to death in the flesh, pouring out our spirit on all flesh. Where's the battlefield? In the flesh. Where's the victory? In the spirit. So when you have victory in Eden, isn't it the right thing to do to pour out your victory on your brothers and your sisters, on your spouses, and on your kids and your grandparents, and everyone in your city, everyone in your countryside? Because there's nothing else here except what God has given us through Jesus Christ. No other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Jesus Christ the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Inri. What is written remains written. Amen. He is the Savior of the world. The Savior of all nations. The Savior of all spirits. 
and the healer of all flesh. Another word for flesh in the scriptures is nations. Nations. DNA. Nations. Bloodlines. <laughs> Ancestral history. And listen, you guys, we all come out of a terrible, terrible ancestral history because we come out of a fallen humanity and we've been separated from God. And through Jesus Christ, the bridge is crossed and we cross over by faith, not by sight, in a constant obedience to the spirit of truth that leads us into all truth. And when we're led into all truth, guess what? Where does he lead us? To where he is in Zion physically at the right hand of God heavenly Jerusalem, city of innumerable angels. And we live there by faith, and we bring that world of unlimited love and unlimited peace and unlimited favor and unlimited joy upon all flesh and by heavenly Jerusalem and the overcomers that sit on the white throne judgment seat of Christ, which is the cleansing of all the wickedness of Egypt and all the wickedness of Sodom, of all rebellious and religious sin, of self-righteousness and lust in the world, through all nations, through all bloodlines, through all DNA. The leaves of this tree are the healing of the nations, the tree of life. Jesus Christ, the olive tree of Eden, given to us on earth through the sacrificed Son of God. He is the olive tree. He is the King of Israel. Is Israel for all nations? You shall be a light for all nations. Well, all that Jewish stuff is gone. Eh, not really. Galatians chapter 6 says, To the Israel of God. Whoa, Galatia? The Greeks are now the Jews? What are you talking about, Apostle Paul? It's in the Bible. Look it up. Galatians 6, to the Israel of God. Romans 11. They were chopped off of the olive tree of Israel, and you were engrafted in a wild tree? Romans 11, it is written. You were engrafted into the olive tree of Israel? The Bible says, Romans chapter 11. And they were chopped off because they rejected the Creator, the King of Israel, the Holy One of Israel. Jesus Christ is His name? Yes. But they shall be engrafted back in. Why? Because this is the fullness of the time of the Gentiles. When we fully embraced what the new covenant is, the glorification of man through Jesus Christ. And we demonstrate it, and we model it, and we walk it, we talk it, we breathe it, we release all the fruits of Eden out of our heart, which is now the Father's heart, by metamorphosis. I mean, come on. Oh, it's real. Oh, it is so real. I get testimonies from people all over, over the world. It's not just the persecution. It's not just the misunderstanding of the immature Christians. No, it's breakthrough. I mean, a lot of people watch and get breakthrough. A lot of people watch and get healed from sickness and disease. A lot of people watch and get baptized in the Holy Spirit and start speaking in tongues. I mean, I get testimonies every day. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly, but some of it is absolute perfection that just like blows me away. I'll be reading stuff people will send me and it's the most positive, glorious testimonies I've ever heard in the world. So don't think it's just nasty stuff all the time. It's not. But there's a lot of that too. <laughs> there is so much breakthrough. Light is better than darkness. There's a ton of darkness. Yes. Okay, we deal with the darkness. But there's a ton of light as well. And the light is so much better than the darkness. 
The darkness is just throwing a fit because they can't do anything to defeat the light of the Lamb on the throne. They can't do anything against this light. Satan doesn't have that much sorcery of his stars that fell from heaven that now possess human flesh on earth through brains. So they're constantly casting magic spells every time you tell a lie, every time you control and manipulate, every time you lust and use someone for selfish pleasure. You're casting a magic spell on them. Alcohol is a magic spell. It's called sorcery in the book of Enoch. Fallen angels taught mankind alcohol. It's called sorcery. Amen? It's in the book of Enoch, and Enoch was in the scripture until 525 A.D. when the Pope took it out because it had too much information to make the peasants strong, and we need a Nicolaitan separation of church leadership and, you know, a bunch of peasants that can be manipulated by religious lies. And that's what the Nicolaitan sin is. Separation of clergy and laity. But we are a royal priesthood. Every one of us is a a menorah of infinite golden oil of favor poured out through your undeserving flesh that should be sick, that should be punished and whipped and beaten. All the murders you've committed, judging one another, accusing one another, should be punished with hellfire. And the Father's saying, I punished my son. Here's some oil. Just get healed. Get over yourself. Here's some wine. How much love do you need? I mean, that's all that's in the new wine. Wisdom has mixed her wine. What is it mixed with? There's a mixture of wine. In the Bible, it is written, favor and love. That's all it is. Favor and love. Nothing else. Not even a drop of witchcraft is in the cup of salvation. Not even a drop of voodoo, do, do. Be a better you. More performance. Work by the sweat of your brow. And you know what? Not a drop of it exists in the natural dimension by something you do. You know, the demons want you to do something. They'll tell you to do something and be like, here's how you earn the wine. Here's how you earn... I mean, I, I deal with this every single day. I have told some people 10,000 times the same thing and they still don't get it because they're so bewitched in their forehead with Jezebel. And the only hope for some of these people that are so hopelessly gone in religion is some other people that aren't, like re rebellious people, instead of religious people, the rebellious people get so healed up, the younger prodigals, that they can help the older prodigals stuck in religious boxes and can't break out of Egypt. It's going to be a prison break of Egypt because the younger prodigal entered the feast, got so well fed, he overflowed all the father on his older brother, Luke 15. That's the end of the matter. That's not even in the Bible. But that's exactly how this thing's going down. I've been seeing that for seven years. The younger ones come in because, I mean, I didn't grow up religious. I grew up Catholic. We, you know, we're smoking and drinking. You have keggers and stuff, you know, and $25 all you can drink, beer gardens. I mean, there's, you know, it wasn't religious. It was just pure rebellion. So, I mean, I was a total mess in rebellion. And then... I came into the Father's house and feasted and got all my rebellion out and got filled up with Eden and Zion and so much oil of favor and so much wine of love that I can help the older prodigal outside that was accusing and condemning and hating and judging and just never measuring up and always slaving. And that is the worst, man. But guess what? The younger one saves the older one. I've already seen it done. It's done before it even happens. We help religious people 
just as much as we help rebellious people. Religion is the worst because you don't get anything out of it. There's not even a drop of pleasure. It's just murder. I mean, it is literally Cain. Egypt is the city of the goat and the throne of the goat, Satan, and it's the city of white magic in Cain. It has all the appearance of good Christianity, but it's all human flesh and all human effort. It's the most deceiving thing the angel Satan has who comes as an angel of light to deceive the world. And by your magic spell, you led all nations astray. It is written, Book of Revelation. How did that magic spell lead them astray? By the city of Egypt, <laughs> called white magic, the appearance and the knowledge of good of Satan's tree in the garden. It has the appearance of good. Look, at it looks like good fruit. Looks like you're doing something, Christian. But inside, it's death. I deal with it. There's a viper inside everyone. Every time I deal with religious people, poison comes out of them, and they kill me. I'm like, whoa! Why is that in there? It's supposed to be Christianity. You just murdered the king like it's nothing. I mean, just kill the king, which is the anointed one and his anointing coming through our bodies, the seven spirits of God the sons and daughters of golden oil. I mean, why would they act like that? Because it's the most deceiving system Satan has ever constructed. It's built on the death and the slave of Christians. The death and the slavery of Christians. That's what Egypt is. You're the new covenant people, but you're in spiritual Egypt. And the last exodus is all religious Christians in the world coming in desire. And it's happening by the wine and by the oil. Wisdom has mixed her wine. And the sons of God, the friends of the bridegroom, help all the bride of Christ worldwide overcome Satan's stars, that false pale light, that false pale horse, all of the mixture of the tree of knowledge, all of the carnality in their Christianity until it's 100% perfect seven spirits of God through all of their flesh blazing in glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>